Hey, welcome to Conversations on the Co-Mission, a podcast where we talk about the topics, the trends, and the issues and missions that impact both the missionary and the churches that partner with them. My name is Tony Balava, and with me is our co-host, Stephen Madoff. Well, hello there, Tony. I hope you're doing well, and um, I know as we record this right now, we are entering into a busy season. Mm-hmm. It's uh, going into the fall season, autumn season mm-hmm. soon, and with that comes missions conference season. Right. But then there's also something uh, pretty big that comes around during this time. Every kid loves it. <laughs> I know. It is school season. Mm-hmm. And um, right now, obviously, with as we record this, we're still going through some of the uh, the uh, kind of aftermath of the pandemic and schools right. are kind of mm-hmm. up in the air as far as Will they stay open for the year? Mm. How are Virtual they going to handle all that? In-person schooling. Yeah, I know it's it's been a pretty crazy thing f- with all of that. But it does lead us to the topic of, of schooling. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's something important to every, every family, proper education for their mm-hmm. kids. And I think it's, it's also very important for, obviously, missionaries, of course. But sometimes missionaries on the field... Uh, schooling looks a little bit different than what the average family kind of goes through. Sure, absolutely. There's a lot of questions involved, and especially for those missionaries who are going off to a, a field where they speak another language other than English. And so the kids have that to challenge uh, in front of them as well. And so are you going to school your children at home? Are you going to be allowed to school your children at home because of government regulations in that country you're moving to? If you're allowed to school them at home, what are the regulations that that cover that? Even here in the United States, from state to state, that varies. Mm -hmm. Are you going to put them in a public school system? Are you going to put them in a, is there a missionary school system for your kids, an international missionary? So many things that uh, the average person probably never has to think about at all, but a missionary has to really prepare for, and a lot of times that happens during that year or two of deputation, and it puts a lot of pressure, I think, especially on the mom. Oh, absolutely. Dads obviously are involved, there's no doubt, but Mm -hmm. there's something at the heart of a mom that says, Mm -hmm. you know, I want my kids to get a good education, and they're the ones who usually spend a lot of the time and the effort mulling over all the aspects of it. Mm -hmm. So let's kind of dive into some of these things, because you mentioned already some of the various options that are out there, and I think it'd be great to just kind of pick them apart a little bit more, because there's pros and there's cons, and Mm -hmm. um, it's not easy, and it's a decision every single missionary family has to make that has school-aged children still in the home. Uh, I think first and foremost would probably be the most obvious that happens Mm -hmm. with many families around the world is homeschooling. Right. That idea that, okay, we're going to teach the kids at home. Mm -hmm. Some parents love the idea. Some moms, not to just put it again on the shoulders of moms, but they just, it's something that they just look forward to, Mm -hmm. are excited about. But then also we have to be honest and say that there's some moms who just think, I cannot do this. It's yeah. it's something in the way yeah. too hard basket for them. Yeah. And it's not an easy choice no. at all. Yeah, some moms are just absolutely afraid of it too. Mm-hmm. And and not I think mostly because they're afraid they're not gonna give their child the education they hope they're gonna get. Right. Um it, it is a lot of work for and and I think again, especially for the mom, dads are involved. I know in my home 
Dad's involved as the principal. Mom's the teacher. <laughs> so, uh, usually the principal of discipline with my kids. <laughs> I understand. I do. So, it, you know, one of the things I've seen, just even in just thinking, okay, when a family settles, we're going to do homeschooling. Mm-hmm. One of the challenges that they have, of course, is what kind of material will they use? Mm-hmm. Because, again, we are blessed that there's so many different options for homeschooling. Right. I mean, that's a great yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. But what they have to do is think about it way ahead of time because Mm -hmm. when they leave for the field, it is super hard to get some of those resources Mm -hmm. from usually the United States Mm -hmm. over to where they're going. I've been with some of the missionaries when they've been leaving to go to Mm -hmm. the field, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. from they've concluded furlough Mm -hmm. and they're ready to go. And they have suitcases packed just of school material. Because it's like we have got to bring everything we need for that kid's third grade year or Mm -hmm. sixth grade year. We have to think about it way ahead of time. Can you imagine the stress that it is on, say, a mom to think all that I need to buy for my kid for the next year, I have to buy it in advance? Yeah. For us, it was my wife spent a lot of our deputation travels speaking to people about homeschool and homeschooling materials. And of course, we did this over 20 years ago when there weren't as many options as there are now. And um, my wife would was just speaking to a young mom recently, to a young missionary mom getting ready to start deputation and telling her that process of going through and trying to figure it out. And she said, I spoke to so many people at the end, I wasn't sure what I was going to do anymore. There were so many options for me, and now there's even more options. One of the important things that we have found as a family that has always schooled our children at home is that it's not a cookie-cutter program and not one-size-fits-all, even for your own children. Mm -hmm. And so what we've done through the years is we've learned um, there are a lot of good curriculums out there, and a lot of people just say, you know, this is a curriculum we use, and we stick with it. For us and our family, we found it beneficial to pick and choose from different curriculums. Um, we found a curriculum that we really that we started with and that was going to be the one curriculum we were going to use. We found that their phonics teaching and their method of teaching children to read at an early age, their English system, uh, uh, way to teach was just superb. And so we have stuck with that for all of our children. But through the years, we've changed who we do math with. In fact, we uh our, our girls now, especially in their high school years, two out of the house now, do online math. And we found that that is super beneficial for them because of just the ability to communicate with somebody online and do the math online. We've done different things for history, science. So we don't have one curriculum we stick with. But again, that's a lot of work and Kudos to my wife who did the bulk of that and tried to figure out what was going to work best for our kids. And I've usually just said, you know, you're the one who's doing it more than I am. I'm obviously concerned, but whatever is going to work for our kids. Yeah. My wife did similar with when our kids were very young, like in the first stages of schooling. She would make a composite of different materials and curriculums Mm -hmm. that worked best for each kid's personality as right. well, because every kid is different. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know that there is sometimes uh, a lot of preconceived notions about kids getting a lesser education from being homeschooled. Mm. It's instantly, oh, okay, you have someone who may not be trained in in educating mm-hmm. uh, someone. They're now taking responsibility of 
you know, kind of communicating lessons and right. and all that. And so there is this kind of idea that homeschooled kids get a lesser education. Mm. But you and I both know, because we see we see a lot of these families. Mm-hmm. There's nothing further from the truth in in the predominantly uh, majority of yeah. the families at homeschool. Yeah. Those kids come out with in a, a lot of ways more well-rounded education, right. more skilled mm-hmm. education because they're getting it honed in on them versus right. a class of say 20 kids or mm-hmm. 25 kids or whatever it may be. So there are so many folks that I could use as a model to break against that idea that homeschooled kids get a lesser education. I I agree 100%. You know, there are great schools out there that do a good job, but just like you said, and what I mentioned at the beginning, that cookie-cutter approach, if you've got a a classroom of 20, 25 students, you can't teach 20, 25 curriculums. You have to teach the one curriculum. But that everybody recognizes kids are different and they don't all learn the same way. And so to be able to do that at home and meet the each individual child's needs and to help them in the way that they learn best, we're sold on it. We believe that, you know, we've done the right thing by our children. And I would say this, we've got two outside the home now who have gone on to college. They had no problems whatsoever taking their SATs and all and, and didn't, you know, didn't come in behind, didn't have to take any remedial courses or any of that. They um, obviously for everybody who goes on to education outside the home, whether you're a homeschooled, whether you're a public school, whatever it is, there's going to be a transition period. But we never felt like our kids and our kids never felt like they were behind because they had been schooled at home. Well, it was it is without a doubt, I would say one of the number one ways that parents educate their kids on the field. But there is something that has to be considered when a missionary family is going to the field and that they, they kind of in their mind say, okay, we are homeschooling our kids. We get all our supplies. We ordered all the materials. We're ready to go. And some of that is are, will the country that they're working in mm. even allow them right. to homeschool? Yeah. Now, I know this is you know can be kind of a controversial thing about government intrusion into mm-hmm. families and all that, but there is the reality of the fact that, like in places like in Germany, mm-hmm. you cannot homeschool right. your child. Mm-hmm. Scandinavian countries, mm-hmm. something similar where there is a severe restriction on homeschooling. Right. Mm-hmm. So now you have this challenge that happens within the heart of the missionary of, I want to homeschool my child. I want to give him a Christian education right. and give him all that I can. But then we also know that God has called us to Germany or mm-hmm. God has called us to Norway. Well, now there's a clash. Mm-hmm. So that's something that you know, most people don't aren't confronted with, but it is a reality that some very much are confronted right. with. Definitely more and more in our society, in the culture in which we live today, than probably even when you and I went to the field way back a couple couple decades ago now. Um, it is different. We, before we went into Canada, checked out and, and, and did some research, what were going to be the requirements for schooling our children at home there. They were pretty limited uh, 20-something years ago. But I can tell you, fast forward to 2020, 
in Canada, it will vary by province, just like it does here in the United States. Tennessee's homeschooling rules and laws are going to be very different than Arizona's or Connecticut's. Mm-hmm. Um, Quebec's uh, homeschooling laws in Canada are going to be very different from Alberta. Um, it is becoming more and more difficult to school your children at home and to school them with the curriculum that you choose as a parent. Uh, for example, in in the province of Quebec, about a year ago, there was a bill that has not gone fully through yet, and we're very thankful uh, because it did put some of our missionaries in a real predicament on whether they could stay on the field any longer. They knew that God had called them to Quebec, but they also believed wholeheartedly, I think rightfully so, that their children weren't supposed to be sacrificed because of their call mm-hmm. to Quebec. And the the laws were going to be so stringent at what could be taught, what could not be taught in your own home. And the government actually coming in to check on your curriculum and check what you're teaching your kids and interview your kids. That I had missionaries who spoke to me and said, you know what, I don't know that we could stay if this comes through. And I couldn't in good conscience tell them, well, you'd be out of the will of God if you right. moved. Because who am I to say to you, well, no, put your kids second place right. here. And so it, it is becoming more and more difficult. You mentioned Germany. Those missionaries that come with BIMI at least can be told up front, hey, listen, God's called you to Germany. If you have children, you need to know you're not going to be allowed to school your children at home. Now, I spoke with our, our European director previous to uh, getting in the here and recording this and asked him, could they at least supplement? Could they do other things? And he said, yeah, he believed all that could happen. I asked that question specifically because the law that was being introduced and put on the table in Quebec was, we're not going to let you supplement our, our curriculum. You teach our curriculum and our curriculum only. And so there are a lot of things that you have to be aware of. And it's not just, well, I'm go- they're my kids and I'm going to school them at home. Well, you're a guest in the foreign country, and they can invite you to leave very quickly. <laughs> There's that visa that you need to stay there that they can pull at any moment. You're right. And that's it's a real challenge for many missionary families in some of these countries. Well, let's move on to some of the other options that are out there. I think another one that is commonly used also is uh, sending your kid to maybe like a private school. could be a mm-hmm. Christian school or another kind of good private school. Right. Obviously, uh, missionaries look at the you know, the curriculum being mm-hmm. taught and the philosophy of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my children were in a uh, Christian private school mm-hmm. that was there in Australia. Its own little entity out there in the middle of the outback, and it was worked perfect for our kids. And they did that for almost all their schooling uh, there in Australia. So that's a common thing as well. But then you have, obviously, increased costs. Mm-hmm and uh, lots of other things that just happened with the idea of going to a private school. One of the things that was kind of a concern to me with my kids going to school was what were they going to be taught in Bible? Right. So what I did is, you know, dad and kind of missionary is I volunteered to the school to say, hey, can I teach your Bible classes? Yeah, that's a great idea. And they, they took me on. And so for 10 of the 11 years I was there in Australia, I was the Bible teacher for every single Bible class in the entire school. 
so that was that was great. It, I was assured my kids are getting what I wanted. Plus, you had not Bible. reached all those other kids. Exactly and right. Families. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah. it was it was really good, mm-hmm. and and I know that's a it's an option that some others definitely use. Mm-hmm. One other one, as far as kind of private, but kind of with a bit of a slant to it, is international missionary schools for for uh, MKs, mm-hmm. and this is where you. Those places that have a lot of missionaries may be found. Right. I know typically out in different countries of Africa, even in Papua New Guinea, where I, I see them often, you'll have these teachers come to teach MKs. Mm-hmm. And and that creates its own unique set of challenges and it's a unique environment. But it is definitely an option for uh, missionary families in which to consider to see right. if there's a yeah. missionary kids school okay. there in their area. Of course, again, I think the same concerns are going to be what we just mentioned. What what is the Bible curriculum going to be? How they where do they stand doctrinally? Um, but when you do put your kids in a school outside of the home, one thing that is an undeniable benefit to those children is they learn a little bit more about the culture and and more importantly, I think the language mm. so quickly when you take a child to a place that you're going to have to learn a different language. You know, you're going to spend all these hours in language school. Your kids went to school, they come home, and, and they already know it, and you're frustrated. <laughs> but, <laughs> but kids are just sponges. Um, so that's a help. But there's a lot of other things to weigh in on that. And for us, again, it came back to we really wanted our kids to get the, the education we wanted to present to them from a biblical standpoint and from a Christian worldview perspective that really wasn't going to be taught to our children in the schools that were available to us in the place that we served. And we learned that, you know what, our kids could make friends with the neighborhood children and pick up the language rather quickly anyway. So yeah. so it was a help to them to have that that kind of thing. Because, you know, a lot of people will say, well, if your kids are schooled at home, do they know how to be social? <laughs> well, kids are social. We're social beings. God yeah. created us that way. And and we haven't found that it has been a problem for our children. Again, we have two outside the home. We have our, our third daughter who actually just graduated and is uh, praying about what Bible college to be attending. And then just one more who's got a little bit of schooling left. Um, and And so... We don't find that they have a really hard time integrating with their peers or or being social with people. Yeah. One of the things that just, as it comes to what route you're going to take, is also kind of the decision of, I think, the husband and wife as a missionary couple as to what ministries will the wife, a.k.a. mom, Mm -hmm. be able to do in the ministry. Mm -hmm. For a mom that's going to be teaching, that's a that's her mm-hmm. primary role is educating those kids. Mm-hmm. And then there are obviously aspects of ministry she still stays involved in. It's not like she's disconnected from it. But her primary would be teaching. That takes right. up a lot of time. For, for my wife specifically, with my kids in Christian school, we didn't have that pressure on my wife to do. And so she was able to get involved in some other community outreaches and community ministries. One is not right versus the other. It's mm-hmm. just something that has to be in a decision as a missionary couple. What do we, what, 
will we do with our kids? What will we do with the ministry? Mm-hmm. What will the, you know, if it's, again, just kind of a lot falls on the wife, so I single them out in a sense. But mm-hmm. will the wife be involved in all these ministries or mm-hmm. just few of the ministries and then primarily focus on the teaching mm-hmm. and training of yeah. kids? I think another thing to consider is um, the scheduling as well. And, and what I mean by that is not every missionary moves to the field at the beginning of fall and get their kids into, if they're going to go to a school outside the home, um, are they going to start mid-year? And there's some things that really on a child that, that can affect them. And how much uh, are you tied to that schedule of the school outside the home as opposed to uh, schooling inside the home and and then the scheduling with that as well. Uh, for those who have children who are of school age and starting deputation, if they are going to uh, school at home, that is a juggling act oh, for, for yes. those who are going to try to go from church to church to church, raise their support, uh, get ready to go to the field. And now we're schooling our child on the road as well. And, and families do it, and God bless them for it, but it is a a huge, a monumental task for, for the entire family. Lots and lots of things to be considered. We have found that scheduling-wise, what worked best for us is basically we didn't start school in the fall and end in the summer. We have a year-round schedule and tailored the times off to match ministry needs and allowed us as a family to be involved in ministry um, so, for example, if the church is holding missions conference, we would say, okay, that's a week off from school, but we're making up all those weeks because we go straight through the summer when a lot of kids have that summer off as well. So lots of things to consider flexibility-wise and, and so many options now. I think the good thing that missionaries have that maybe we didn't have is so many more options and the benefit of a lot of things that can be done online now. Mm-hmm. We did speak about you know the need to get that curriculum to another country, but a lot of that can be done online. Not all of it probably, but a lot of it can. I think there's a lot of good benefits. But ultimately, I think the important part is mom and dad decide together what does the Lord want us to do with the children he's entrusted us with and just get on board with that decision and move forward. You mentioned the the juggling of deputation or furlough, mm-hmm. you know, where you're kind of in the car going right. from church to church mm-hmm. and then schooling. It is, as you mentioned, hard to educate in the back seat of a car. <laughs> I think what the great thing is, is I think that there's churches today who are very sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. And I encourage pastors who may be listening to, if you know you have a missionary family coming in that has school-age children, you may just right. want to kind of ask, hey, is there certain hours that you need blocked off during the day? Because right. churches want to mm-hmm. do a lot with you. They want to sometimes just, hey, let's give you some fun. Let's take you right. shopping or golfing or let's go to this activity or that activity. And in your mind, you're like, okay, that'd be great. But then also there's that, oh, my kids are going to be missing out on schooling and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Yeah. So it, I think it can be helpful for a pastor to just say, hey, how about we start at, say, 1 yeah. p.m.? Mm-hmm. And then maybe you can get that 
the, the schooling done early, or just coordinating and thinking. What a blessing it would be to a pastor to ask that missionary, hey, what works for your schedule with your kids? Right. Now, like you, you adjust, and mm-hmm. so you may be like, hey, we're free, we're good. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want, pastor, we can do. But for mm-hmm. others, be, especially in the throes of deputation or furlough, mm-hmm. they get further and further behind when they're giving every single day to uh, that church or that pastor yeah. or to the road. And and it could be a real benefit to that family to just say, yeah. wow, we're just going to take the morning off and then we'll thank you for giving right. us that opportunity to just connect yeah. with you in the afternoon. What yeah. a blessing that could be. Yeah. You know, um, for us, one of the things that was a blessing that in, in regards to what you just said was you would think that a child who is schooled at home or is even in school somewhere else, they show up at a new place and the pastor says, hey, we've got a Christian school. Your children are, are welcome to sit in the classes uh, for the days that you're with us. You would think the uh, kid would be like, no, no more school. My children who had that opportunity were like, yeah, that would be fun to be, a, you know, to, to a, just a different experience. And um, a lot of that was obviously social, but uh, it was also helpful to them to see and maybe maybe they sat in a class where it was a subject they were having a hard time with and they heard a different approach and such. And so it was a blessing in pastors really that reached out to us that way. We found that our kids enjoyed that and didn't want to really say, well, I don't have to do that. I don't have to go to school, so why do I want to do that? They enjoyed it. But you're exactly, I've heard that shared many times. And I know we have to wrap up, but I just want to add this one last statement and then we'll close. There's... Talking about those missionary families coming in and putting into a school, I know many who actually plan their furlough around sticking a child into maybe a Christian school. Maybe Mm -hmm. they're sending church, they have a Christian school, and so they'll come in for the field and plan that kind of year-long furlough just so Mm -hmm. that kid can get connected to a school because they've been homeschooled all their years, and now it's like, ooh, you get one year of being involved in a Christian school. And Mm -hmm. that's a neat experience, and I think there's a lot— that can be done, obviously, for that school to make that child feel welcome and, mm-hmm. you know, not the odd right. duck yeah. because yeah. they've not been in a Christian school before and they're only there yeah. for one year and then they're yeah. gone again. But uh, that's a that's a pretty neat thing when churches allow, allow missionaries yeah. to do that, stick their kid in a Christian school. Absolutely. Well, so many things to uh, probably more to talk about with homeschooling and schooling of our children on the field as missionaries. Um, lots of different options out there. Uh, I would just encourage those missionaries who are getting ready to start deputation. This is another thing you need to be thinking about and preparing for. And uh, don't be afraid to ask those questions of people who are currently doing it and what works for them. And spend a lot of time praying and asking God what would he have you to do as parents. And then for those churches who have the schools and partner with missionaries and how they can be a blessing different ways. Hopefully this has been a help to you. And thank you for listening. We, we really do count it a privilege to spend just a few moments with you on a weekly basis. Uh, check out BIMI.org. The media page there will give you some options to how you can listen to the podcast. If you've enjoyed this, uh, reach out to some friends and tell them about it if you would, please. Till next time, have a blessed week in the Lord.